Hey, it's another episode of the Shellheads Podcast. This time around, we are talking about the original cartoon, Season 3, Part 1. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or on your favorite podcatcher. Enjoy! Welcome to a brand new episode of Shellheads, a TMNT podcast. I am one of your hosts, Sergio. The other host is seated across from me. His name is Jeff. We're uh, obviously a Ninja Turtle podcast. Uh, and Durr. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and this time around, uh, we have a lot to talk about, Jeff. Uh, we, we, this is probably the most content that we're going to try to cover that we've ever covered. Wow. At once. That's Yeah. I don't and, have the, the musical tone for that. The, the dum dum dum, that's the wrong one. It, 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 no, it's that's the right one. Because no, we gotta we're, we're gonna have to cram a lot of episodes of this Ooh, in, in, in into this a giant episode. Pizza buffet style episode. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. which I I guess to to actually announce what we're talking about. Uh this this time we're starting our coverage of the third season of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon uh, produced by Fred Wolf, you know, the one from 1987. The one everyone's in love with, the one, the one that started most all this TV stuff. Mm-hmm. Turtle madness. Yes. Or turtle mania. Uh, and I know what you're thinking. Oh, it's, it's just one season of television. It can't be that hard. Um, it, this season has 47 episodes. Is it 47? I think it's 47. It's somewhere around that chunk. Yeah. Yeah. 47 uh, episodes yeah. of television. That, that was very commonplace back in the day. Like yeah. They didn't break them up into like 13 episodes a season or whatever, how they do it now. Yeah. Or 20, 26 or whatever. Yeah. 20, 22 to 26 is kind of yeah. uh, the standard. Mm-hmm. And and that's why for all the other seasons that we're going to do, like the 2K seasons and the, the uh, Nick, the, the Nick show uh, seasons, we're going to do about 12 to 13 episodes a, 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 an episode. Mm-hmm. This one we're going to have to cram a bunch. So for us to get through season three at a reasonable pace, we're going to be covering 16 episodes today. Wow. Which is, is kind of in, in lockstep with how Lionsgate is treating these things because they're cramming 12 episodes per disc. Yeah. In this collection that we have. They're pulling a Mill Creek Entertainment and just, yeah, just know, shoving them on there. But put them all on there. It's nice not to have to get up from the couch. It is. It is. Like yeah. that's a lot of content for just one one piece of plastic. One one DVD. It's not even a yeah. Blu-ray. It's a DVD. Yeah. So, congratulations to them. Yeah. Uh speaking of Lionsgate. So, this <laughs> I want to talk about the uh the DVD releases that they've done for season 3 specifically. Mm-hmm. So, when they started releasing these back in like was it 03? I think is when they released their first one. Gosh, it's, it's been a very long time. It really has. Um, they were able to fit season one and season two on one disc a piece or one collection a piece. When they got to season three, rather than releasing it as a season, they released it as volume three, volume four, volume five, and volume six, which completely confused the the whole pro- this whole process of of gathering all the Ninja Turtle episodes right those are the ones that came with the minifigures right no 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 that's season seven ooh 
Yeah. Okay. okay. Which, again, got really confusing late in the run. But season three was then packaged, of course, in the complete collection or the complete run uh, with the exact same discs. Mm-hmm. Years later, they re-released season three after, I think after they released season 10, like after they finished the run, they mm-hmm. re-released season three as a single set four disc pack with new artwork. Lionsgate gets real creative mm-hmm. with, 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 with repackaging these same discs. And when I say same discs, I mean same discs. Like, I don't know if you noticed while watching these on DVD, the main menu doesn't refer to this as Season 3, Disc 1, or Season 3, Disc 2. It refers to them as Volume 3, Volume 4, Volume 5, and Volume 6. I actually did not notice that. Yeah, yeah, I noticed it. And I was like, that's so lazy. They didn't even redo the graphics. They just basically programmed their machine to spit out these discs again. That's Lionsgate for you. Yeah. But, hey... They exist. Yes. Every episode of the original Ninja Turtles is available on DVD, probably at your local Walmart. They're, they, they, they've done a really good job of making it available. With the whole thing for like 42 or so bucks. Yeah. yeah. Which is nice. It's a big, fat, blue, like purplish case with like all four turtles jumping mm-hmm. towards down at you. So if you want to pick that stuff up, folks. Do it. That's a dang good price. Yeah. And... and, and, and you know, talk as much yang as you're going to about Lionsgate. Again, they exist. They're available, easily available. That cannot be said for other Ninja Turtles stuff. No, like even the most recent Ninja Turtles show uh, or the Nickelodeon show, it's all out there. It's not readily available. There weren't season sets. There weren't season Blu-rays. There weren't like there was a limited run of DVDs, and then they said holla and stopped making them. Mm-hmm. So. Hats off to Lionsgate. Yeah. With that said, um, before we jump into season three, what are your thoughts so far? So we've we've gone through season one, we've gone through season two. Mm-hmm. Coming into season three, what are what are your thoughts on where this is going and where where you expect it to go? I think because like like one had that, you know, they had that um, that overall arcing narrative. You know, they were building towards something. Two kind of had that as well a little bit and then yeah. kind of just like teetered off a little bit mm-hmm. um three more or less has some linking elements but it all kind of feels like a one-off like hey we can re we can re-air this episode and reruns you know with no context because right. it's like you know where's the technodrome <laughs> where's the technodrome yeah. there you go yeah and like that's crazy how how that that is the easiest way to find out what season you're watching is yeah. where's the technodrome and i like that i, <laughs> I enjoy that it's like the where's waldo but he's way bigger I'm yeah like, where is it well there it is so what i was looking up i was looking at the metadata of all of these episodes on uh, wikipedia yesterday and uh i noticed this season was the first season that aired daily yeah, I believe I remember like I remember more of these episodes more fondly because I would watch them either before school mm-hmm. or after and it would no no it was before it school. It was before school. Yeah. On Fox. That's when I watched it as well. And I was like, yeah. "Ooh, was like do we, do we have to do I have to go to I was like, can I just just take a really long time eating my breakfast burrito mm-hmm. and just went like, "Okay, I'm almost ready." <laughs> you know, so I'd always tape them. 
Oh, yeah. See, like my mom used to drop me off in the morning at my aunt's house to go to school, and apparently no one was awake when I was dropped off. There you go. So I just sat on the couch, and what was on? Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And there, got to, there came a point where I had watched every single episode. Like, every one of them that came on mm-hmm. every single day was a rerun for me. But looking at the air dates on all these, there was like a three- or four-month period at the end of, I think, 89, mm-hmm. where every weekday there was a new Ninja Turtles episode. That's insane. Yeah, for like a, like a month and a half. It was insane. It, yeah. it really was. Um, it was really cool. Well, you don't see that at all anymore. No, you don't. Because that's, that's expensive. <laughs> it's really expensive. Animation yeah. is expensive. Yeah. You know, so. I, I, guess, I guess the thought that they had was, I th- they th- we have a hit on our hands here. Let's get as much content created and released as possible. That way we can, you know, get it rolling on reruns because... Which actually leads into a very good point that has been driving me crazy all throughout these... You know, the inconsistency uh-huh. in animation. Oh, oh yeah. Well, they were pretty consistent this season. Not really. Really? No. Well, like, no. What, 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 kind of, um, what kind of stuff are we talking about here? So, the Turtles on Trial episode looks more like the... Um, when they went... When they took the season... Out of, uh, out of weekly rotation, uh-huh. put it on Saturday morning on CBS. So those those character oh. models are pretty much consistent, and they kind of stuck with mm-hmm. whatever studio at the time. Um, and then you look at you know beneath the streets, and like yeah, they look kind of puffy and janky. And then then you go into the fifth turtle, <laughs> and it gets back to <laughs> the uh, turtles on trial style, which uh-huh. they look more muscular and not puffy. And I'm like, oh. Like, it's that's, you you really do notice the subtleties like, I, I didn't I, do. I didn't notice that at all yeah hmm well I guess when you have to produce 47 episodes in a year you got to you send those to Korea and, and get those Koreans drawing there's Korean te- there's they yeah. probably have two or three different Korean teams working on it probably so yeah but hmm you were mentioning before we started recording how like some of the backgrounds this season look amazing especially the technodrome being at the center of the earth's core basically. yes or center, at the center of the earth or this, wherever it a is a thousand miles below yeah. the surface of the of the the earth i think i heard in one episode it was like 10 miles i'm like that's not very far <laughs> <laughs> it's like how does what just get some shovels out shredder well, you know um but yeah like the the images the reflections of lava on the technodrome is just beautiful like, yeah yeah and and now specifically the backgrounds, yeah. Like it was very much a Saturday or Saturday morning cartoon when it comes to the turtles drawings and the shredder drawings, and but mm-hmm. the backgrounds looked great. Oh yeah. Um. With that said, let's establish where the Technodrome is. As you said, <laughs> the Technodrome is a thousand miles beneath. The ish, surface of the Earth. Ish. It depends on which episode you listen to, but yeah, yeah. Basically at the Earth's core, almost. And and that's, again, how we establish what season we're watching. And yeah. this season doesn't have... that. That is the only through line. The through line is Shredder needs to get back to the surface, which he's always doing. Always. <laughs> they have those, those little cool pneumatic module things. I love those things. I really, really love those things. And the sound effects they bring. Yeah. 
if they could just if they could just abandon the Technodrome, yeah, they'd have no problems. They could easily build a new one, build a new track Technodrome, or dismantle it and bring it up one piece at a time. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. In- instead, they spent a plurality of these episodes <laughs> looking for some sort of power source. Or uh, hey, the AC is busted. We got a. We gotta... Yeah, I was like, wow, their electric bill should be through the roof. <laughs> that close to molten lava. I mean, yeah, that's, I, some, I, that's some high grade construction. The tent drones made out of. Yeah, and 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 this and the, the, this season they really just abandoned all logical conceits and said, "You're watching a show about talking turtles." You're either on for this ride as we want to tell it, or you're not. Exactly. And I was on for the ride. Like, even when I watched it over the past few days, I was paying more attention to it than I did the previous season. The previous season got hard to watch a few times. It did. And this, like I said, like this one, I think I remember this one, like, probably the most. Yeah. Um, Because it was was there. I'm like, hey, getting ready for school. (laughs) Boom. There we go. Well, let's go ahead and jump into these episodes. Uh, we're not going to spend very much time talking about any of them. Um, but we do need to talk about all of them. That's kind of what we do. Mm-hmm. So episode one, Beneath the Streets. Beneath these streets? Beneath the street. These. These. Beneath these streets. So uh, the Turtles believe they have defeated the Shredder. And now they're going to patrol for crime. Oh, they're going to take a break. And take a, take a break and... And and Splinter's like, no, you're going to patrol the streets for crime. Yeah, they don't do that. No, well, before that, like, oh, we thought we deserved a break, and they just whoop their tails Mm -hmm. completely, screaming. Not Japanese, but did he just say Sacagawea? He, I wrote that down. He he said Haya Sacagawea. Like what? Like, oh, some writer doesn't know much about ninja stuff, does he? No, we're Japanese. (laughs) That is really funny. Either way, it is. Um. So the turtles go patrolling for crime. They end up watching a movie. Because uh, they're worn instead. out from training. Of course. Yeah. And of course, while they're in the movie, they turn off their turtle comms because they don't want to be bothered. So the moral of the story is obey Splinter. Yeah. Because Basically. when you don't, Bad stuff goes sideways. Happen. Yeah. But before we wrap that up, mm-hmm. the, 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 the one continuing element besides the horrible pizza toppings throughout all of this are the terrible movies and shows that they watch that just makes me so freaking happy. Um, the uh, the movie that they went to go see, mm-hmm. Kung Fu Commandos versus Chainsaw Cheerleaders. Why not? Sure. Fantastic. That, that sounds like something teenagers should watch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need, I need, uh, we need four tickets. Four? Just, um, yeah, <laughs> like this. <laughs> he's holding up his fingers like, like fingers. turtle fingers. Yeah, yeah. like that's, that's, like, that's funny. Four? Yeah, lady, like this. I love the sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. Just, the sarcasm game is so strong in all of these. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I love the terrible. In the beginning, and they're watching some terrible giant robot battle movie. I'm like, oh. But I love how the TV, the the front right, or if you're looking straight at it, front left 
corner is busted. So how do they fix it? They prop it up with a whole bunch of books. With a whole bunch of use. books. I love it. And it's that. consistent. All the way it's through. It's all the way through. Yeah. yeah. Through these episodes, there's always those books there. It's really great. Uh, let's see. My, my, oh, I have exhaustive notes on all of these episodes. So yeah. some of them make sense. Some of them don't. It's just me scribbling stuff down when I thought it was yeah. funny. Oh, but what was the, the whole point of the episode, though? Like some kind of new medical laser that they needed to heal the protein silicon computer in the technodrome. And, Pretty much, yeah. And then Splinter gets hit by the wrong end of it and goes yeah. into a coma, and the turtles are, you know... My notes are Sp- Splinter is injured by the laser ray. Yeah, that's that's about it. <laughs> yeah. And so the directional piece is missing, and they have to go find it, and Dontel yeah. can't make one, and blah, 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 blah. So, mm-hmm. in other words, don't turn off your turtle comm. Don't go out for pizza. Yeah. Don't and, be a jerk. And my the other Charles note. were jerks in this episode, <laughs> man. They were selfish. Right. You know? My other note here is Shredder defeated by water. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and rust. Yeah. Unless he put rust oleum on a... I'm sure he does. Yeah, probably. Stainless steel. Yes. Uh, you turtles. So, moving on to Turtles on Trial. Yes. Uh, this one This one was cool. This one had kind of a Spider-Man vibe to it for me. It, yeah. Because uh, th- th- there was a Clayton Kellerman, mm-hmm. or what I wrote here, wrote here, J. Jonah Jameson of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. uh, are basically calling the turtles out for being uh, criminals rather than heroes. A menace to society. Menace to society. Uh, Krang also decides that he's going to take matters in his own hands mm-hmm. and try to defeat the turtles without Shredder. Which doesn't happen very often. Happened a few times mm-hmm. in the sixteen that we're watching, but doesn't happen very often in the grand scheme of things. Uh, let's see. And what what bad thing are they watching on television? Yes, what bad thing are they watching? Wrestling. They're yep. watching the terrible turtle <laughs> fight. And I'm like, this is great. Uh, let's see. The turtles get invited. <laughs> the turtles get invited on Clayton Kellerman's show to defend themselves, and of course, uh, Krang attacks with a giant mech, and the turtles beat him. And congratulations, the turtles are good guys. Yeah. Uh, I have a note here that says Mikey was wearing a suit of armor at some point. Yeah. I don't remember the context. <laughs> Well, they were fighting in a museum. That's right. And so it was like, hey, check this out. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I was like, you know oh, I that's... love the turtles in costumes. Uh, and speaking of which, we get new disguises. Yep. Those ugly, freaking bald guy masks. <laughs> <laughs> which, and I, I took I took this note down. Uh, let's see. Um, and Raphael's uh, reply was, hey... Those look like you got them at Freddy's Garage Sale. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, nice little nightmare on Elm Street yeah. reference. There we go. Uh, I have a note here that says Shredder actually won. He beat the Turtles in this episode, and then Krang stepped in and stopped him from winning. Yeah. Because he didn't want to be uh, upstaged. Pinky in the brain, basically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not too far-fetched, because Rob Paulson's Pinky. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. My last note on this is Kellerman, the... Uh, the TV show guy ends the show by saying, and now I'm still going to trash you guys because it's good for ratings, but it's great to be great to meet you. Yeah, basically. But we never see this guy again. No, that's no. fine. We got introduced to the cheapskates. Yes. The cheapskates were in that. Um, and this was the one where the, the, uh, the animation style looked very, um, looked very crisp, looked very crisp, 
Very nice, very uh, CBS. Crispy season. animation. It was super detailed. Like, it mm-hmm. looked really nice. It's, it's before they got past, like, yep, episode seven, and they were like, we got to make 47 of these things? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to episode three. Oh, I, I love that scene, though, when they're on the cheapskates, just going. Episode three is Attack of the 50-Foot Irma. <laughs> <laughs> we use a lot of movie uh, ideas. They're, yeah, like they're, they steal a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, uh, just whole cloth this season, which is fine. Like it's it, it's it's kind of a parody on everything. Mm-hmm. It's Irma's birthday, and Krang accidentally enlarges her to where she's kaiju sized. Well, was it? Well, kind of. Was it Krang though? Was um, it? Yeah, it was no, or was it? I think it was Krang. I wrote Krang. Well, the the laser was attached to the... Um, initially, the whole idea was they find this meteorite, they steal it, crush it up, and they're going to, you know, turn it into... You know, they're going to use it on Shredder to enlarge him to take over you know, and just, just crush the whole city. Yes. Um, and... That didn't happen. No, no. Instead, of Irma. It, it, it accidentally happens to yeah, because it's attached to one of the transport modules, and mm-hmm. then um, Irma's clutziness was really good in this episode. Oh, God, it was just it was it was insane. And and klutz is a word that isn't used enough in 2019. It's not, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was really funny with her being so big and uh, the, like the jokes about her being big now it's was like you're really a big funny. Girl, Irma, you say, oh, and just starts crying and just bawling. She's, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of dad humor puns oh, God. in this run of episodes. There really is. Just a lot. And that, that might be where I get my love for stupid dad humor puns. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can't go wrong with those. Uh, how did this? I, I'm assuming Irma shrunk back. I don't remember how. Yeah, they found some antidote and they said, "Hey, take this pill." I'm like, I can't, I can't swallow pills. And so they, <laughs> oh, here, here's a giant cement mixer full of ice cream. That's right. <laughs> Throw that in there. <laughs> take it. She's like, I've always dreamed of doing this. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, dumb. Just all the fourth wall breakage. Um, That's one of my notes on the whole season. Yeah, like, the whole season has a lot of fourth wall breaking. Yeah. Which I, is fun. It's yeah. Episode four, Sky Turtles. What's up with this episode, Sergio? <laughs> it's, it's, uh, okay, I, uh, I, I, I got, got you. Dad I, jokes for you. Oh my god! Yeah, I was like, yeah, he's gonna smirk at this. <laughs> There's a, a gravity altering device that Shredder has. That old chestnut. There's. A sl- speaking of bad puns, there's a slew of floating puns in this episode. Just top to bottom, just so many puns. So this gravity-altering device is not only lifting the turtles, it's lifting the whole city of New York. Buildings just uprooting themselves and floating uh, through through the city. Because physics. Because of physics. Why not? Yeah. Uh, Bebop, Rocksteady, and Shredder come to the surface in their anti-gravity boots, or their gravity boots, I guess, because the anti-gravity gun. Yeah. And they're able to walk, and they were going to steal something. They probably get power of some... The whole season was about them powering the Technodrome. Yeah. Um, it's always some weird-named item. 
Yes, yeah, some mysterious scientific item that is going to get get them what they need. Like, hey, let's just scroll through the dictionary. Like, what's a fancy word? Solar benite, so <laughs> or or whatever we can we can you know throw in there some fancy smart guy jargon. The, the three bad guys bring three sets of boots. The turtles beat them. Even though they don't have access to gravity, yeah, you got and, Rocksteady and then like two foot soldiers. No, it's was it that was it foot and soldiers? Like Rocksteady and Bebop somewhere else. That's right. Yeah, uh, the turtles have six boots <laughs> and eight feet, and so they put four boots on six feet by sharing boots rather than them hopping on one leg. It's it was a it was a, it was a it was a treat. Yeah, watching them do basically a potato sack race, <laughs> pretty much <laughs> walking through the city, which was unnecessary. Like they could have just written another, you know, yeah, foot soldier to come up. But no, they they're like we got we not? got this joke to make. Why not? Why not? Sky Turtles. That was one of the uh, that was one of the Burger King Kids Club movies. Was it? Mm-hmm. As a kid, you know that you know Burger King had all those those VHS tapes that they released that had one episode on them. Ooh, twenty two minutes of VHS tape, uh, and it's been sitting in my attic for years. Oh man, Sky Turtles, Sky Turtles. Uh, moving on, the Maltese hamster. This was a really, really fun episode. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Like, I'm grinning ear to ear. Like, I just, I really like this episode. This might be my favorite episode of the season. Yeah. Uh, Donatello's narration throughout the entire thing. It's like Humphrey Bogart style. Uh, yes. Just, yes. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, Shredder is not in this episode at all. No, he he is. He but is, he's but he's not, not the main bad guy. No. That's what it is. The Butcher is the main bad guy. Tony, was it, was it Tony Bavaldi, the Butcher Bavaldi, or Tony however, the Butcher Bavaldi? With, yeah, with pants all the way up to his nipples. <laughs> Those are some of the highest pants I've ever seen. That were were not on a senior citizen. We don't know how old he is. We gotta heist him all the way up. <laughs> he has mustache coming out of his nose. Oh yeah, he's Ugh. cartoon. Oh yeah, and I was like, man, that's do. some. That's that's disgusting. Uh, my first note is turtles in trench coats. Yes. Yay. They're back. Oh, I love it. Every time I love it. I never get tired of that. Sometimes they have, they have their masks on. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. It's weird. It's like they're not going to notice. I'm like, that guy's green. What's, yeah. You know, what did he eat? Uh, and the Maltese hamster is a, an item at a, what is it? A pawn shop? Like a thrift, a thrift store. store. Yeah. Ish. And of sorts. yeah, yeah, and the With butcher needs it, and the turtles get it. April, April, April buys it. Saw it in the window. And that's like, right. I just have to have it. And she's getting it delivered to her house. And Michelangelo comes back, and Bavaldi is antique pizza maker, and is like, I don't have enough for it. I found yeah. a quarter of the drain, and oops. This uh, what I what I wrote here is the story is surprisingly serious and coherent. Yeah. Like, everything they did was for a reason. Mm-hmm. There wasn't just some magic, like, oh, here's a fix-all. Yeah. Um, 
and the turtles get kidnapped. Three of them do, yes. Yeah. Uh, that's my next note. It's a cool Donnie solo adventure, which we don't get a lot of. We don't get a mm-hmm. lot of, let's take this one turtle, focus on them for a whole episode. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was fun across the board. Oh, without a doubt. Um, and his narration is on point. It really Start is. to finish. He opens the episode with it and he closes the episode with it. Yeah. So far, I would put the Maltese hamster as like a top 10 episode for me. I'm going to, I'm going to do that as well. Uh, yeah. There was a, there was a weird, it was a very weird one, like moment in here where, of course they're trying to find the hamster. They can't find it anywhere. And, mm-hmm. and then shredder comes in like you idiots. I sent you s- such magic device, <laughs> which you were just speaking of like magic out uh, to, to if you turn the knob, it will and set it to antiques. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> now, that's not the weird part. As he's scrolling through the things, one of them's like, men's underwear? Oh, that's right. Why that's would right. you need a men's underwear setting? That's gross. Hey, when I you're, want, when, if you're shopping, well, and you don't know where they are in the store. It's take everybody's underwear. All the dude's underwear. Well. Everywhere. You don't know what Shredder's into? Man, <laughs> I rewound it, and I'm like, "What? What? That's really funny. Very weird. Yeah, it's like this weird nugget. But I do like them going up against gangsters. I, I, I really yeah. do enjoy or the mob or, or whatever. And they do it a couple times. They do. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Episode six, the old switcheroo. <laughs> This old chestnut. Yeah. Speaking of just stealing ideas. Yeah. Uh, in this one, uh, it opens up with a really funny gag about Donatello building a pizza machine. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I wrote that as a note. I thought it was really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Splinter and Shredder switch minds. Accidentally, of course. And you they spend the rest of the, most of the rest of the episode trying to convince the people they're hanging out with that they're actually the person that they are. Yeah. Some weird machine that they was in a warehouse where they were and then mm-hmm. they just happened to get thrown on those platforms and platforms something. that looked a lot like the Transmat. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And their minds get switched. You being a voice guy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I I don't want to speak for you, but I'm sure that you appreciate James Avery. Oh man! Having to talk as Splinter through Shredder, yeah, and the other voice actor having to talk as Shredder through Splinter is more like in their thought process, though. Like more mm-hmm. or less, it was the same actor for each one. Well, no, it was but, the same yeah. actor. Yeah, but they had to they had to speak s- like soften, yeah, soften their voice and harden their voice. It was fascinating. Like James Avery was on point in this season. Like mm-hmm. he still had that that he was a bit his voice was a bit deeper and a bit more menacing in a lot of these episodes than it was in previous uh it was more like season 1 yeah um which i really enjoyed he, his performance was just fantastic like he's a great shredder <laughs> like i i love that guy so much yeah um but yeah that was it was it was very interesting um hearing those uh those changes um yeah, and and I fun. and I imagine it was fun for the actors. Oh yeah, and because it, every day you come you come to work and do the exact same. Oh, I'll get you turtles, blah blah blah. But then 
oh, today you're going to flex a different muscle. Right, right. But yeah, like Cam Clark being, you know, oh, the good guy, you know, this. he's like, oh, we'll do something different. Mm-hmm. You can't. <laughs> you know, you got to. But the, the benefit of them all recording in the same room to feed off that energy. Oh, uh, yeah. Was, yeah. You could tell all that chemistry was there with every single person. Um, and it was wonderful. I'd, lo- I'd love to hear outtakes. <laughs> uh, speaking of the old switcheroo. There was a sequence towards the end where Krang was going to measure Shredder's brainwaves to make sure that Shredder was actually in there. Mm-hmm. Which, that's bizarre. It is. For him to just have a copy of Shredder's brainwaves sitting on a server in the Technodrome. It's even more bizarre to think that Splinter was able to control his brainwaves and make them... Sa- seem as if they're Shredder's brainwaves. And he said it out loud with his mouth, I must control my brainwaves. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? (laughs) Just, they had to fill 22 minutes. They did. Yeah, they had to fill all 22 of those minutes. Uh, But needless to say, they get swapped, switched back by the end. Mm Mm-hmm. But I would I would say that's one of the better episodes yeah. of this uh, of this run. I would too. Uh, anything else on the old switcheroo? Mm, no, not really. My notes are pretty minimal all throughout the cool. rest of. Then let's talk about Burns Blues, or is it the Fifth Turtle? At the, at this point, so, the discs I think have it backwards, or the discs they, are right, or something. They're messed up, like. Uh, the original, like the the list on Wiki, I believe is is is, is accurate. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it there. It, it's usually one or two that are shifted here and there. Yeah. But in my notes, I have Burns Blues. Then let's talk about talk about Burns Blues. Uh, Turtles in trench coats again. Yay! Yay! Uh, Burn Burn and Vernon decide that they're going to be actual newsmen, mm-hmm. and Burn actually puts on a little news newsman costume, which I I really 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 liked that thing. Yeah. Uh, and they encounter Don Tertelli. Yeah, good old Don Tertelli. Don Tertelli, uh, who who comes back and looks completely different later in the season. Completely different. Uh, I I had to look that up because I because I recognized the name Don Tertelli and didn't know that like this was his his debut. Mm-hmm. Um, they end up torturing Burn and Vernon uh, using uh. Tickling a giant ostrich feather. Di- giant ostrich feathers <laughs> to, like, to the... tickle to tickle them. <laughs> well, before that, it was somebody else, and it was like you know, take me to the turtle. It was like this weird passcode, and it was like that's not the passcode. Take them. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody, nobody is like we don't know anything. Tell us who you work for. It's like we don't know anything. It's like nobody can withstand seven hours of tickling. I'm like. I was like, tick like it, that would w- be torture. Seven it w- it hours would be. It of would tickling? be. But you you can't introduce gangsters into your lore, and then have them kill people if they're a kids show. Well, this is true. So, since we're we're being tame, tickling is really the only option. Like you can't even waterboard. You know? Yeah. Uh, you can't. Yeah. 
So, well, hey, they worked with what they had. Yeah. And those guys leave, and then Tertelli shows up, and you've been looking for me. And I was like, oh, we got ways of making you talk. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Time to get tickled again. <laughs> uh, and then and, and Shredder, Shredder, of course, is up to something, as he always is. He's stealing Freon? Basically. To freeze stuff in the Technodrome to power it? I <sighs> Air conditioning units busted uh, that's, in one of these episodes. I forget which because it's, uh, it's yeah, it's it's hard to keep. All track. of them kind of run together. Yeah, but uh, he's stealing Freon, like super powerful Freon. Yeah, <laughs> and it's at one point the turtles get frozen, which doesn't make any sense scientifically, no. but uh, it's a cartoon, whatever. Yeah. Th- this episode is bonkers. It is bonkers, especially the ending. The, like the ending, like the, the, the with the ending. Burn and Vernon get abducted by an alien, by aliens, and... Not just any aliens. The Tickle aliens? No, no, they're Elvis aliens. Elvis, dad, yes, I forgot about that. (laughs) And it's not the only time this season that aliens just show up out of nowhere. The magic MacGuffin, or the magic ending, I was like, what? Yeah. No! It's like, it does not make any sense. Dumb. So, and, and yeah, they, they get abducted by the Elvis aliens and then get immediately tickle-tortured again by the aliens. It's so stupid. Yeah. So stupid. I don't even remember how it was, how they beat Shredder. I just know that they beat him and they returned the Freon or whatever. Yeah. It, it, it's such a weird, weird episode. It really is. Let's move on to episode eight, which I have as the fifth turtle. I do too. This is the introduction of Zach. Doesn't Zach come back a few times? Yeah, he does. Uh, he is he he ends up being the honorary fifth turtle. Yeah, and the animation style is back on point with the CBS uh, style okay. that I mentioned earlier. Um, animation is really good in this episode, and I'd rather enjoyed this one. Like I remember Zach being way more annoying. It's <laughs> a little annoying. He was, but. And I was like, "Oh, it's it's Rob Paulson." It's, it's Zach. like, of course, it Zach is. is very much like a little brother. Yeah, it's like, "Hey, what are you guys up to? I want to do that." Exactly, you know. And and having watched it as an adult, and I can see that now because mm-hmm. I'm an adult mm-hmm. <laughs> and I understand those dynamics. Uh, it makes more sense. Yeah, when when the turtles finally accepted him and let him see what they were up to. Mm-hmm. All of them taught him different things, like an older brother would. Yeah. So it was, it was very endearing. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. 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 But I, I'm an old school Zach hater. I really did not like the Zach character at all, and I'm like, why is he back? Whatever. So it's kind of cool to appreciate it as an adult. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. Uh, and I don't want to talk about the Nickelodeon show that much right now, right. but in the Nickelodeon show, there's a, there's a similar character mm-hmm. that wants to fight crime like the Ninja Turtles, but things go horribly wrong. And it's an oddly dark episode. That's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I, I really like the fifth turtle. This is the episode where they had those, those stupid bald masks. Yeah. Yeah. For well, no reason. Well, another one. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. They had them more than once? I didn't yeah, see them the first time. In, they were in Turtles on Trial. Oh, okay. All right. Well, cool. 
Uh, my note here is seeing the turtles mentor a kid is quaint. And the fact that he was able to track them down and find their lair was. And, and why does he have. Why does he have ultraviolet glasses? Came the junior detective. Kid. And he sprayed stuff on the ground to fall. I don't know about all that, man. Uh, well, whatever. hey, that's some kind of cool. I, I want I want that detective kit. I do too. I was like he found the one comic that sends you you send off <laughs> something that actually worked. So X-ray glasses, these are bogus. Yeah, of course. Moving on. Episode 9. Enter the Rat King. Ooh. That's a, it's a doozy. Uh that is a doozy. The Rat King is a is is a major character in the Ninja Turtles lore having uh he exists in almost all iterations. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, outside of like live action stuff, and this was the, his introduction mm-hmm. uh, into the four kids, or not the four kids, the 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 Fred Wolf era. April gets kidnapped by him. Shredder's not there. Period. Period. Yeah, I think this whole episode was just Brett King, right? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Yeah. And let's see. There was a there was a nice callback joke. I can't remember the situation, but the, the quote is, I wish we had those anti-gravity boots from episode six. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're Because they're trying to find her, and they got to scale the the Channel 6 building. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. When he said that, I was like, oh, that's a cool callback. I was like, but that wasn't in episode six. It was, you know, eh. No, it was... <laughs> <laughs> like way, way was like, oh come on. Well, if you look at the production numbers on these, they're maybe so. Th- like a lot of them are way out of order when it comes mm-hmm. to the production numbers. Yeah. Uh, but I guess the proper can- canonical one is the is is uh actual air date. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that was pretty cool. Uh, Rat King, of course, uses his Pied Piper powers, mm-hmm. uh, and he controls rats throughout the sewer. When he uses his Pied Piper thingy on Splinter, Splinter's like, oh, ooh, oh, I'm going to follow and do whatever you say. Yeah, but it wasn't immediate. Like, it was kind of like strung out throughout the series. Like, I feel weird. I'm like, no, that's, we're all good. I'm good. I'll come help you all find April. And then that's a mistake. Yeah, wait, what? No, he was in this episode for like a hot second. He was controlled. Oh, no, yeah, but before that, like, when the Rat King was using his flute wherever, like, before that happened, he could kind of sense something and was off. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was, like, the Rat King's character's cool. Yeah, I do enjoy his character. And I really like the, the fact that Splinter is a rat, and it kind of, they, like, those two characters are intertwined mm-hmm. from the start, from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And they leaned into it very hard in this episode. Voiced by uh, Townsend Coleman. Okay. Mikey. Cool. Yeah. Doing double time. A lot of them did that. Uh, I think... Because Raph was Zach. That's true. Yeah. So Raphael saved himself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It can't... we, We have to note that the Rat King was defeated by his own bomb. Yeah. Which was accidentally knocked off. Soda. Yeah, uh, you know it was knocked off by Irma. Yeah, so Irma ends up defeating the Rat King in this episode. Saves the day with her clutziness. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, speaking of Irma, before we move on, one of my notes about the whole season is Irma's uh, 
Irma's boy problems. Oh man, permeate the entire season. It's and it's just she's so boy crazy, man. Yeah. Like it's insane. April, you don't see April go on a date the entire run. She's got her career to think about, Sergio. And she Irma's like, time for that. Is, he, is he cute? Is he handsome? Oh, yeah. two guys fighting Big, over me. Bigfoot. See if he's got a girlfriend. I'm so fat. I'm never going to find a boyfriend. She's not fat. I'm so tall now. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Turtles at the Earth's Core. Oh, the animation gets so sketchy on this one. <laughs> it's really bad. The, the animation, the reason the animation is bad is because they all had to learn how to draw, draw dinosaurs. Yeah. Like overnight, apparently. Um, Not just the dinosaurs. The dinosaurs look good compared to the turtles. Like, Ooh. Were they too busy drawing dinosaurs? Yeah, they were. Uh, the turtles somehow slip into an underground prehistoric land after Shredder like escapes in one of his uh thingies thingies yeah well well the dinosaurs on the loose first that, that's right yeah the dinosaur gets out of the hole and the turtles follow him back into his his yeah. homeland yeah. which is a entire prehistoric world under the surface of the earth adjunct to the core of the earth just still alive still thriving yeah thanks to some giant diamond yes that is basically the sun yeah it's an underground diamond sun yeah and I feel like this is this episode is a direct ripoff of uh, Land of the Lost. Land of the Lost. Yes. That's what I yes I love that show. I am not that familiar with it. I just the original know and the remake. It was I think in the eighties or nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was fun. Okay. Uh, when I, I think I remember the theme song. Yeah. Being yeah. really good. It was fun. It was it was fun. Like you know the original is like that kind of weird. You know sixties seventies sci-fi mm-hmm. saturday morning fair but the remake had i was like i watched the intro and i'm like is that george bush jr because the guy looks just like george bush jr that's weird that is weird so i was like that is strange but yeah land of the lost basically yeah so so the turtles get to ride dinosaurs now that's cool and they named a dinosaur dippy yeah. Dippy the Dilopas Dilop Dilop how do you say Dil Dilopodus? Complicated scientific Whatever. words, people. Yeah. Or, you know. Uh we got to Dilopasaurus? see Dilopos yeah, Dilopicus yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Uh we got to see Bebop and Rocksteady wearing Sahara gear, which is really cool. That was great. I love when those dudes wear costumes, man. Yeah. Uh, the 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 underground sun is what that was the MacGuffin this episode where yeah. the, the the Shredder was trying to get to power the Technodrome, which is all they need. They just need power. Yeah. You which, think at some point this season they'd have enough power. Yeah. It's like, how are they still doing all this stuff? But they were able able to build a portable mini Technodrome. Like, why don't you just reassemble the real Technodrome? Uh, yeah. All yeah. This, uh, you know? No, no logical anything. I like that episode. It was fun. And it and it actually makes all of those action figures where they have dinosaurs with them kind of makes sense. Yeah, it does. Episode eleven. How how do you have this one named? April Fools. April Fools. Well, this was another one that was a Burger King Kids Club. Yeah. VHS, and on that it was named April Foolish. That's kind of weird. I I don't know why. That it, is strange. Apparently, the the memo just was wrong. I don't know. Yeah. But April Fool. Uh, April gets dressed up and goes to a costume contest 
or costume ball. Costume or, ball. Yeah, costume ball. Oh, it's just, uh, and and I had a problem with this, the, the the opening of this episode because April gets all dressed up. She looks like a different person. Yeah, completely. And the turtles are just like, ooh, ooh, oh. They turn into like full on like eighties creep, free creepos. Yeah, animation is a little funky in this one too. Very cartoony. Yeah, I I like the idea of this episode. Is this the episode? Yeah, this is the episode where April gets like swapped out with the uh, the princess of a nation. Was it the prince? The prince and the pauper type uh yeah yeah uh storyline yeah the princess or the princess and the pauper yeah the princess and the and and she's able to infiltrate like the 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 royal family of this fictitious foreign land because she looks like the the princess and the princess is just roaming around new york shopping yeah well she's got the british accent i think it's the i think it's the same actress probably jacobs that plays april yeah i think yeah uh the, like the idea of this episode is really cool. I just don't know if the the, the execution was really good. Yeah, because we, we we we've seen this a hundred times on different that, yeah you know, different things. Uh, Turtles at a costume party is fun. Yeah, because they fit right in, and it's not the first time that they did that. Not even the first time they did that in this season. Mm-mm. So so yeah, of course the turtles fit right in at the costume party, and then the the royal. Army's like, no, take off your costume. We need to see your face. And they're like, sorry, bro. Take off your mask. And it's like, oh, nope. And it's the first time we see them take off their mask in a while. Oh, they those, all, yeah. I was like, whoa, <laughs> we got them turtle eyeballs. They all look like, the yeah. same. And then uh, I think Raphael's schnoz gets honked. Get, like, whoa, yep. hey, man. Come Turtles on. getting violated left yeah. and right. So they get for being creeps at April in the opener. Yeah. Hmm. All right, let's jump to Attack of Big Mac. I actually have uh, a bit of notes on this. Oh, okay. Um, right, please first... tell me you're going to talk about the film. Yes. <laughs> first appearance of Ace Duck. I'm like, so basically, he's like, wait, a movie marathon? Yes. Is he basically Howard the Duck? I don't, I don't know. You know, I was like, I want to see these movies. Ace Duck Film Fest. Yes. That's And we get one little shot of Ace Duck on the screen. Yeah, the duck quacks back. Yeah. Or whatever, whatever. No backstory. We don't I, know anything I, I, about him. I'm going to try and see if he shows up any other times, but I think that's the only time he shows up. Which was at really least for cool. right now. So we'll wait and see. But I'm like, yeah. hey, Stunt, there he is. Yep. Uh, let's see. Robot. A robot visits from 400 years in the future. Johnny Five shows up. <laughs> yes, Johnny Five. Basically, Johnny Five Basically. from Short Circuit. <laughs> Uh, Shredder controls the robot with a plot device. Ah, <laughs> uh, what? That's what my notes say. It is. Uh, yeah, it's just a thing that he sticks on the side of it. Actually, should be called that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he controls it. Of that course, was perfect. Okay, folks. In <laughs> turtles, in Shellhead's history, that's probably one of the best jokes. <laughs> I'm gonna put. I'm gonna go ahead and go on record saying that's my favorite. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. That's, that was nice. That was nice. Uh, I don't know what to, this episode was. Other than the Ace Duck like drop at the beginning of the episode, it, it's it. It was a whatever episode for me. It's 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 really fun. Um, just kind of going through all these episodes, all the the different animation inconsistencies. Because like sometimes 
and I know this will sound weird, like sometimes April will have cleavage and sometimes she won't. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> but the animators still love drawing the thickness, yes. the curves, everything. They're obsessed with it was, drawing. Yeah, it was the 80s, man. Thick April. Thick April. You know. Um, but yeah, all throughout, all throughout, all of it. Uh, Mac was from the year 2390. Yes. So four hundred. He can only he, watch westerns. He, yeah, that's Just, all he had to watch. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, th- Very weird. Yeah, it didn't make much sense. It didn't. But, but another another movie take off. <laughs> um, uh, let's see, episode thirteen, the Ninja Sword of Nowhere. This is the first time we actually get to see bigger parts of the lair. Mm-hmm. And the end of it, now originally before the turtles would sleep in giant bunk beds. Yep. And well, they learned their lessons because you know <laughs> <laughs> those all crashed. I was like, "Hey, what are you doing?" So now they all have individual giant rooms with big circular, you know, what do you call it? Uh, tunnels. Yeah. Yeah, sewer t- t- tunnel looking things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which I thought was very cool because they, they each get their room, so they kind of expanded. It's like watching Pee Wee's Playhouse and only seeing a section each time. But then they expand and I'm like, oh, wow, there's more, there's more, there's stuff, more stuff over here. here. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was, that was like one of my favorite things um, about this episode. Uh, let's see. It's National Sensei Day. They are trying to get a sword or something. Uh, yeah. That same, uh, that same shopkeeper. The, mm-hmm. You guys want a nice accordion? No. Uh, I, my note here is wrong raft voice. Yeah, uh, so it was very, they would have stand-ins mm-hmm. or voice, you know, people that would come in and like for maybe if, say, somebody was out sick or uh, vocal subs, as it were. And so if somebody was out sick or maybe they're going recording something else that day. Um, so, yeah, it was it was, it was was pretty common and it gets more evident it, it's as real it goes weird. on. Yeah, it's very strange. It's just bad. Like, yeah. I, I, and I'll say that uh, not you even as a, a voice spe- guy. You didn't have a lot of speaking lines, if you noticed. No, no. Um, it, it, all of the substitute, substitute voices were bad. Well, all of them. They weren't perfect, but you know, you, you had to do what you had to do to get through. You know. Uh, let's see the this the sword that was bought for Splinter turns out to be a sword that can cut through dimensions. Yeah, and the animation style is back to that CBS style, mm-hmm. which I really like. <laughs> Shredder, of course, gets the the sword. He guts through dimensions and blah 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 blah. Yeah. There's a couple of really good gags that I wanted to point out. Yeah. One, Krang watching soaps is hilarious. It is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, Marsha. It was like we can't. It's like we can't get married. I'm your. I'm your. I'm sister. your. I'm your brother or something. Your sister and. I was like, no, when I was a baby, they switched me with someone else. We can be together. And it was like, he's just getting so into it. And it was like, breaking news. No! No, I need Marsha! Crang watching soaps. I loved it. They did that in, uh, he did that in the uh, Rescue Palooza game. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. Like, oh, it's nice. It's nice touch. Wow. Uh, also, Shredder getting picked up by a magnet. Really funny, yeah. Because he 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 gets picked up right as he's saying, "Magnets only stick to iron." Oh, yeah, and then just, just, and then 
all the other materials. It's like, thanks yeah. to Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah. Like, hey, put our boss down. It's like, they're hovering it over and he's like getting car parts. He's like, oh, and like, this is just like one of the greatest scenes. It's it's really one of the, one of the best scenes in this entire run. Yeah. Was Shredder being picked up on the magnet and then being crushed by metal. Yeah. And the episode's going along really well. Like, this is good. Like, hey, Splinter's missing. He gets kidnapped. He's stuck in this alternate void reality thing. I'm like, what's, 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 what's going to happen? And I'm like, I'm getting really invested in it. And then I'm like, really? Aliens? Aliens. <laughs> that's how you, fr- again? That's, yeah, that's how you wrap this up. It was so bad. <laughs> like, it was going so well up until that point. You know, I was like, oh, we're uh, alien, you know, item collectors, trash collectors, whatever. And like, eh, we're going to take that sword. Let us know if you have anything else. We'll be back in like 25,000 years or whatever. Come on. It's lazy. It's very, it's, it's very lazy. That's just lazy writing. Yeah. You know? Very lazy. But I enjoyed it up until that point. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was a pretty good episode. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to episode 14. 2,000 leaks under the sewer. Yep. Krang decides to flood the sewers because that's where the turtles are. And he can then flood them out and, or flood them and kill them. And we've got a uh, got an off Donnie voice. Yep, yep. My note here is wrong Donnie voice. Yep. Vocal sub. And then we have a uh, toy plug. Toy plug? The turtle tube. What? Yeah. So the big tube with like giant suction cup guns on the side and they Shoot a frog with it, and they're testing. Oh, okay, yeah, How's yeah, 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 yeah. Frog yeah, yeah. like that gonna pull a tube with two <laughs> big turtles? I'm like, that weigh more than them. Come on, but buy this toy. Of course, it's Burns' birthday. His girlfriend's back for some reason. Yes, his like, girlfriend's back out of nowhere. the The turtle van gets a water modification <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> I had time to do this, guys. Totally. Look what time. I've been working on. Hey Just guys. in case the sewers ever flood like this. Yeah. Vernon in a diving suit. Really funny. Just jump in there. Not as not as good as uh probably my favorite moment was uh April on the uh salad barge. Yes. This <laughs> <laughs> stupid. <laughs> the salad barge. Yes. Uh and then, it, like, the third act had a mind-controlled squid. Yeah. <laughs> like, as these episodes go go on, like, they just get farther and farther out of whack. They do. Just just weirder and weirder. And that's all the notes I have on that one. Yeah. Again. April tries to feed the shark, like, salad. Just not having it. That, yep, yep. And, and, and there's a shark. Yeah. Like, a shark. Where he's just looking at her. I'm like, eh, I'm just going to eat your boat. Not the salad with it. It's going to eat your boat. Episode 15, Take Me to Your Leader. Ironically, no aliens in this one. <sighs> Dang. I I was for sure there would be at least one. Yeah. But there's not. Uh, Leo is basically having a crisis, in, like a like a, like a existential crisis, mm-hmm. uh, because he had a bad dream about being a bad leader. What a weird freaking dream that was. Yes. Like, very weird. But it, it it was pretty obvious it was a dream up front. Like, yeah, I thought they were in some kind of weird pocket dimension thing. Or I was like, this isn't know. real. Like, what is this? What is happening? 
so so Leo basically walks out and he's like, I don't know if I'm going to be the leader anymore. And Splinter starts assigning. So okay, so which one of y'all dudes want to be leader now? You got to pick. You can't just not have a leader, right? Yeah. And so they pick Raph. And it goes really badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I have I have some notes on this one. Oh, Shredder is stealing the sun. Let's drink that in. What? <laughs> Shredder points a laser beam at the sun, and he's soaking all the energy out of it, causing it to disappear, and the city is covered in snow. Because Shredder is changing the climate. Sure, why not? By stealing the sun. It doesn't make sense, but it does make for an interesting episode because now it's snowing in New York in July. Yeah, that's fun in itself. More importantly, Shredder in a scarf. Yeah. (laughs) Shredder was wearing a full, like, winter coat. So was Bebop and Rocksteady. But the best one was Krang. Krang's robot body was wearing winter clothes. That was bonkers. Freaking wonderful. Yeah. It's absurd, and I love it. Very absurd. By the end of the episode, all the turtles learn a lesson about leadership or learning who they are or just understanding, oh, you have to lean into what you know. Yeah. Leo comes back. Donatello uh, relies on his smarts. Raphael understands that, oh, there's more to being a leader than just wisecracks. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a fun fun episode. Not a great episode. No. This is where it kind of starts to go downhill. Yeah. like the, the, the Honestly, the real highlight was the costumes. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I, I, I actually looked up and was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I want an action figure of Bebop wearing a turtleneck. That would have been hilarious. I'm surprised uh, we didn't get that. <laughs> Turtleneck Bebop. Yeah. Uh, and finally, episode 16. The Three Musket Turtles. Uh, I, 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 I don't like this episode. You don't like this episode? No. It wasn't great. No. It was just... But it was very much a ripoff. Yeah. Like, Donatello, or Leonardo is reading The Three Musketeers because April was like, hey, you should read this. And he gets hit on the head and thinks he's D'Artagnan. Very Fred Flintstone. Well, there, uh, the, the MacGuffin in this was a diamond, of course. Yeah. Another one? Another one. A smaller Yeah. One. This one, however, was from Krang's home planet. And we actually got to see three other, like, Utram Krang things. Yeah. That was nuts. Which, I think that's a first. Yeah. Like, we, apparently there are more than one Krang. Yeah. There's more than one Krang. Who knew? Leo, of course, loses his memory, thinks he's D'Artagnan, and he renames all the turtles, whatever the three... T- do you know the names the name of the three musketeers? Athos, Porthos, Porthos, uh, Santa Maria. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Splinter was like, uh, well, just humor him. Like, he's still a useful turtle. Like, uh, like humor him. Uh, wear yes, these. Listen, listen to Santa Maria. Yeah. <laughs> wear these stupid costumes. So we got the turtles in really cool French costumes. But 
other than like it got really ridiculous as the, as the episode goes on. Ah, it's just so absurd. Irma ends up getting the diamond, of course, of course, and she's wearing it like a necklace because she's like, "Oh, it's pretty." You can catch a fella with this. Yeah, <laughs> just stop. Irma is boy crazy. A through line. It's whatever. There's a really there's a really oddly placed Irma is ugly joke at the end of the episode. Yeah, that's like. Someone mentioned someone's mentioned. Oh, Irma's pretty, and the turtles were like, "What? Nah!" Like the turtles were really quick to be like, "Nah, Irma's Ir- Irma's an uggo." That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like, the eighties. Like, yeah, that's just how the eighties worked. Yeah, but it was just weird. So they went out of their way to throw an ugly joke at Irma. Whatever. But that does it. Sixteen episodes of this show. Overall, I liked these more, much more. Then I liked the second season. I did too. I think because we we probably have that connection with them watching them. It, it's that's that's possible. So much that's possible. Yeah, you know, before school. Uh, yeah. One thing I did realize about halfway through the season: there's not a single mutant. Ooh, there is not a single mutant of the weak mutant. That's right. That they eventually turn into an action figure. Mm-hmm. The closest thing we got was Ace Duck. Yeah, and that was literally just a, basically a screenshot. Uh. Which is really weird. Like, of all of these episodes, I wouldn't say that we got that many action figures out of it. Like, we got the Rat King, and we got Ace Duck, mm-hmm. but we didn't get a Big Mac. <laughs> oh, we did. We didn't get the, the the turtles in like musketeer costumes. A lot. A lot of it was just recycling. Hey, here's Bebop and Rocksteady again. Here's the Shredder again. Yeah, or it's like you know. Because a lot of the toys were hard to find. Because they had to go and produce more. Because yeah. people were buying them like crazy. Also, no Baxter Stockman. Nowhere to be found. No Baxter at all. Uh, I think he comes in later in the third season. Like, he's coming. He just wasn't in these 16. It's been a while since I've watched yeah. a lot of these. And uh, c- considering how big of a deal he was in the first two seasons, it's weird mm-hmm. not him not being there at all. Yeah. But... These were a joy. Some of them were ultra stupid. Ultra. But I I think that they found a nice balance between ultra stupid Mm -hmm. and like a self-awareness that allows for the ultra stupid. Does that make sense? Totally. Like, they know that this is dumb, Mm -hmm. but... Especially the pizza toppings. No, yeah, yeah. Like, they know that this entire experience is dumb, but they also know that the audience is there for that. Yeah, and the comedy was pretty good all throughout. Yes, there were, yeah, there was, there was some, some solid jokes. A good bit of action beats, too, kind of th- kind of spilled yeah. throughout. Um, and, 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 and Michelangelo still has his uh, nunchucks. For now. For now. Um, uh, and, and, and I think that, that does it. Do you have anything else to say about season uh, the, the first 16 episodes? Of season three. No, I think that's, you know, that, that about does it. I mean, we had like three or four, you know, consistent style animation, you know, mm-hmm. um, episodes. And it's just, all the rest of it was like a mixed hodgepodge of, yeah, you know, whatever. And, but then again, it, it still doesn't have to be that good. It's a kid's show. Well, yeah, but, you know, consistency <laughs> is nice, you know. It does get it does get consistent later, and I forget it. 
and as we go through these, we'll find what point it stops being mismatch and, and being, then begins to be more consistent. My only real complaint is give us more bad guys. Yeah. Just give us more bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Agreed. Who knows? What's up next? Do we know? Um, I don't. I do. Oh. This is episode 19, which means next episode is episode 20, which means we're talking about Raphael. Ooh. And my favorite Ninja Turtle. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. Uh, but until then, where can we find you, Jeff? As always, Sergio, you can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade. Right down from the Kroger's <laughs> in the Brandon Crossgates area in Mississippi. Yes. Um, we provide quality entertainment for the video gaming uh, community, people that are obsessed with games, even people that are casual people, casual gamers. Casuals? Uh, casuals, yes. You know, somebody that played Mario Brothers or, you know, Galaga 15, 20 years ago and hadn't touched a game. They'll come in like, oh, I remember that. Galaga. Oh, check that out. I like Galaga. I love Galaga. That's my favorite classic. Um, Namco. Uh, that's, my, that's my go-to for if I'm going to go like. Oh, my go-to is Pac-Man. Early. I was terrible at Pac-Man. I love Pac-Man. I love Pac-Man too, but I'm something about Galaga. There's a Pac-Man too? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's lots of Pac-Mania. There's, Pac- <laughs> there's Pac-Mania. It's everywhere. Um and you know, four hundred plus games. Um, you know, Neo Geo arcade cabinet. You got some more other arcade cabinets in the back. Um, we do biweekly Smash Brothers tournaments, all that good stuff. Um, woot, woot, all the woot. So, uh, if you guys are in the Crossgates area, please come check us out, um, especially on the weekends. Uh, we're always up to something. I think we got a, um, a I think a Friday the thirteenth. That's yeah, it is. That's coming Fright up. Fright night. Awesome. Is what we're gonna do so. We're gonna. It's, it's, I've got some interesting things lined up for that. So cool. I'm pretty excited. All right. Well, uh, you can find me. I'm Sergio, of course, of Reality Breach. I'm the Reality Breached guy. Uh, we recently dropped the Keanu Sans, which Jeff was kind enough to to help us out with. Yeah. And that was fun. Two, that it's was it's two fun. solid solid episodes. Uh, I really liked that. We also have stuff from uh, the Black Pocket, starring uh, Robert Morris. Uh, the Unapologetic Experience, Dead Scene Kids, which is our music podcast, mm-hmm. uh, just all kinds of stuff. Uh, it's also where you'll find Shellheads and the Reality Breached Jackson Spotlight. It's a beautiful melting pot of all types of culture. Just all kinds of stuff. Yeah. With that said, we're done here, Jeff. Okay. Shellheads episode 19 is in the can. I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And we're Shellheads. miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast, visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.